Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Carefree and Black Diaries, where we discuss various topics like pop culture, news, politics, and more. I am the host of this podcast, and my name is Shakira, and I want to welcome you back. If you are subscribed to the podcast, if this isn't your first time hearing about it, if this isn't your first time hearing my voice, welcome back. Thank you for coming back. And also to those that are new here, if you've never heard my voice before, if you just stumbled across this podcast some way, somehow, welcome. I encourage you to subscribe and join our Carefree and Black family as we continue to grow. So welcome, y'all. Y'all know how this goes. We hop into our Carefree update. So let's do that right now. So the very first Carefree update I want to bring to your attention is that Kamora Lee Simmons and Russell Simmons, their daughter, Aoki Lee Simmons, she got accepted into Harvard on her own and she's only 16 years old. Now, when they announced it on Instagram, Kimora did take a subtle dig or maybe not so subtle dig at the whole scandal that we talked about in the previous podcast episode, Scamming Ain't Dead. If you haven't heard it yet, you can go and listen to it after this one. But she did take a subtle dig at them and she said like she got in on her own academic merit. And then later she also commented and said, such hard work and only 16, you did it. It took years of dedication and a lot of tears, but here you are, go girl. And I feel like I'm not the only person that's proud of her. Of course, her family's proud of her. And I feel like so many people that used to watch um, The Fab Life with Kamora Lee Simmons. I don't know why I was watching that. But it was like one of the very first reality shows on TV. Anyone who watched that is super proud of her because we've seen her literally grow up. Because she was, I mean, a kid, like a baby on that show. So I'm very proud of her. And I wish her nothing but the best in her academic journey. Now, moving on to more good news. This is a direct quote from Huffington Post. It says that tens of thousands more Californians can soon have their old marijuana-related convictions wiped clean as additional counties announced on Monday that they are automating the record-cleaning process. So district attorneys in Los Angeles and San Joaquin counties i am not sure how that's pronounced so please excuse me if you're from california and i'm butchering the name of that county i do apologize but they said today monday that they're partnering with code for america to implement an algorithm that quickly identifies convictions eligible under prop 64 and prop 64 legalized recreational pot use in california and it's allowing authorities to clear past marijuana related convictions from people's records so this became effective last year in 2018, and I feel like other states need to follow suit. California, listen, no shade to any other states. I don't live in California, but I feel like California is one of the most progressive states in the United States, and they're always forward moving and forward thinking, and some other states should follow suit. And I feel like if we're moving towards, this is my only beef with um, the legalization of marijuana. I feel like if we're moving towards that, the first thing we need to do is revisit the records of those that are incarcerated right now for charges of 
marijuana possession, um, especially small amounts of marijuana. If we're going to legalize it, the first thing we need to do before we legalize it and set up these shops, these smoke shops where people can walk in and purchase it is let the people out who are incarcerated and have been given years and years of incarceration and prison time behind marijuana. We got to do the right thing first and that's let those people go. And that's that on that. That's how I feel about um, the legalization of marijuana. I feel like if you do it, you know, it's all up to you. If you can handle it, it's all good. It's all gravy. But we need to look out for the people that we have locked behind bars for those same um, charges right now. If we're going to talk about legalizing something. So, yeah, I was about to get on my soapbox with that. But anyway, our third carefree update for the day. This one is a little sad. And it's about a well that washed up dead with plastic in its stomach. This is the second whale that has washed ashore in two weeks. And this is not a coincidence. Both whales that have washed ashore in the past two weeks have been found to have heavy, um, heavy concentrations of plastic in its stomach. And this whale that just washed ashore, it was pregnant, but the fetus was already dead, like they said that it was already, you know, aborted because it was decomposing due to the plastic inside the whale's stomach. Um, it had tubes, it had fishing nets, lines, garbage bags, a bag of washing machine liquid. And this one had 49 pounds of plastic. And the one that washed ashore um, two weeks ago had 88 pounds of plastic in its stomach. Now, when I was a kid, my dream job, y'all, when I was a kid, kid, was to be a marine biologist. I loved um, the Discovery Channel. I love anything, any show that talked about animals. My favorite animals to this day are dolphins. So I'm very... um just very sensitive when it comes to marine life. And I feel like we have to do better about our plastic. We have to be more aware of the things that we're using, especially when we don't have to use them. I have moved towards um, refillable bottles, refillable canisters that keep drinks cold or keep them hot so I can decrease my um, consumption of plastic because it starts with us as consumers. And we have to demand that of these companies, you know, to stop or at least decrease the use of um these straws, lids, cutlery, plastic cups, things we really do not need. So, I have made a pledge to cut back on my use of plastic. I've bought reusable shopping bags. So when I go to stores, when I go to grocery stores, when I go to clothing stores, I can put those items in bags that I have and I can reuse over and over again so I don't have to worry about plastic bags. I've also used the can canisters as I've said and I've also purchased um straws, the reusable straws and I bought a pack for $1.99. Yeah, for $1.99 from Ross. Now if you're listening and you don't live in the United States and you're like what is Ross? Ross is like a discount store. I don't know what the equivalent would be anywhere overseas but it's like a discount store and they same they sell some name brand items but anyway any store where you live a walmart i don't know find you some reusable straws 
so you can cut back on your straw usage and you can cut back on just items that we dispose of that end up in our oceans and then mess up our marine life so let's do better about that as a carefree family i hope that you all will make a promise to at least cut back on some of it and if you're not cutting back on your plastic use at least at least recycle it please there are recycling um centers everywhere there are recycling bins everywhere so even if you don't have one at your house and the people don't come to your house and pick up your recyclable goods take it somewhere for it to be recycled so it doesn't end up on our streets or in our oceans and that is what i'm asking you to do please and that is the end of our carefree updates for the day let's have a small break and then hop into our topic when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I am going to be honest with y'all. It's all about transparency here, as we've stated on several different occasions here on this podcast. I just want to be 100% genuine and transparent when it comes to you all as an audience and as listeners and supporters, because I appreciate you. And in being transparent today, I want to say that I started to say, you know what? I cannot do this this week. I can't get an episode out with the way that I've been feeling this week. But I've been trying this thing where before I make decisions on my own by myself, I try to consult God first. So I ask him for a little direction, some guidance to let me know if what I want to do is aligned with what he wants me to do. So I visited him first and I'm like, I really just don't feel like it this week. But if I need to, let me know and tell me what to tell your people, as in you all. And it didn't take long, maybe two hours. Um, I prayed this prayer before I went to work this morning and I got the answer while I was at work. <laughs> so maybe two hours and I knew that skipping this week you know, this week's podcast episode just was not an option. So here I am the night before the podcast releases, which is something I hate to do. And I rarely ever do because I just like recording in advance. And I planned on recording this episode on this past Sunday. So yesterday it's Monday now, but I woke up from a nap yesterday. And like most of us, I rolled over, I checked my phone, the notifications and one of the notifi notifications I saw was saying that Nipsey Hussle had been shot. So I'm, you know, my mouth dropped. I'm like still in the bed, half sleep, customized. And I clicked the notification and read more about it. And then I saw that he had been shot and killed. And my heart sunk. And when I tell you it sunk down into my stomach, you know that feeling where your heart just drops? That's what I had. And I instantly thought about Lauren London and their son together and his young daughter. 
and her son by little Wayne because I'm sure he was definitely a father figure to him and I just felt overwhelmed with emotions I didn't sleep well at all last night and I woke up with that same feeling of just overwhelming emotion and grief not because I knew him and not because I knew every song he made, trust me, but because I saw what he was doing for his community back home and what that meant for black people across this country. He was working on buying back the community. And in one interview I saw earlier this year, I forgot where it was, who he was being interviewed by. I forgot it all, but in the interview, he referred to it as black gentrification. So instead of regular gentrification where people come in, most of the time it's white people, they come in, they go into these low-income communities and neighborhoods, and they buy buildings, they start construction, everything. And all of those actions start to affect the cost of living of the people that already live there and have lived there most of their lives or their entire lives grew up there grandparents have lived there all of the above you know the cost of living raises it just becomes very unfamiliar but he was doing the opposite he was buying those buildings and the real estate and building those neighborhoods back up the black way the right way and I just respected that so much because one thing about gentrification it forces the lower income and mostly it's minorities out of their neighborhoods into different areas it's really just the uprooting of a community and forcing them to go elsewhere and it's not right it's not right but he was doing the opposite of that in his neighborhood and I respected that and I talked about it before but where I live I can see that happening before my eyes I can see the businesses coming in and I can see the construction and I see the for sale signs. And as someone who does not have the means, I don't have the money to back to buy back those spaces. I really admired him and what he was doing for his community. And it's heartbreaking when anyone dies. Don't get me wrong. And it just hits a little bit differently when it's someone young and by a way that's so unexpected but while some of us are trying to process this loss of a person and or of a movement I just want to encourage you to do two things today and not only today but for the rest of this year and every day moving forward after that first I want you to understand the fragility of life. So y'all know I love my definitions and fragility is defined as being delicate or vulnerable, a state of being delicate or vulnerable. We as people are only here for so long and we don't know exactly what length of time that is. The only thing we can do is appreciate the time that we are allotted while we're here and recognizing that every breath that we take is truly a gift that we should appreciate and not take for granted is a practice that we should work on as often as possible and that's for ourselves and for our family and friends and it's funny because last week just last week here on the podcast I told you the story of my cousin and how when he passed 
and it was so young, I just questioned God and I beat myself up about not doing certain things I felt I should have done when looking back. And you know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, And that saying is super duper true. Trust me, whenever you look back at something, after you've gotten out of the situation, you see it for what it really was. And you see what you should have done in those situations. But appreciate those that are around you while they are here. And while you are here, we truly never know when it's our last time with someone. So tell them you love them. Guys, my guy listeners, y'all included, don't be too manly to tell your boy you love him. Tell him you appreciate him. Um, Tell people how you feel about them and give people their flowers while they are here to receive them. I have become big on that. I mean, really telling people what difference they've made in your life, in my life, like, whether it be old teachers I run into or friends from middle school, mentors, it does not matter. Let people know how you feel about them because after they're gone, they can't receive those praises, y'all. And wouldn't you want people, wouldn't you want to let people know the impact that they've had on you while they're here and vice versa when you want people to let you know the impact that you've had on their life while you're here to receive it and be thankful for it so today right now right now while you're listening to this because you can listen and text at the same time I want you to text someone I want you to text a parent um, or text a friend text a mentor a supervisor I don't care. Text someone, anyone who's done something for you that you appreciate and maybe you just never told them. Just text them and say, I wanted to let you know that I appreciate you. And that message, that action, it won't take you two minutes. And doing so now will save you from a lifetime of regret later for not doing it. Trust me, I've been there. I've done that. Don't. <laughs> several times over on many different occasions and I'm telling you do it now let people know how you feel about them and also while we're on the topic of the fragility of life I want us to start appreciating the lives of others more and I just know I know I don't have to tell you all this because I know that as a member of this podcast family, I sound like a mama, as a member of this household right here, this podcast family, that you are highly empathetic people um, that seek clarity and understanding and that you are also emotionally intelligent as well. But you probably know someone who isn't as emotionally in tune, I'll say, or emotionally developed as you are. And these are the people I'm referring to when I say we have to appreciate the lives of others. I saw some jokes and I saw some other discussions after Nip's passing that just truly disgusted me and made me sick to my stomach. Because you think, how can people be so insensitive? But those people are out there. And my mom always says it takes all kinds of people to make up this world. And she is absolutely right. And it's our responsibility as those highly emotionally intelligent people to, when we see people like that, to either educate those people, have empathy for them, or 
if you can't do either of those, just ignore them. That saying, misery loves company, is very much so valid. As soon as you feed into the misery of a miserable person, they'll make you miserable. Okay, let me say that again. When you feed into the misery of a miserable person, they'll make you miserable. You don't have to respond to every negative thing on the timeline. You don't have to respond to every negative comment. Most of it isn't even worth it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. Everything and everybody doesn't deserve a response from you. They just don't. So while you're scrolling, if you see some insensitive things during this time, and not only with the passing of Nipsey Hussle, but just with everything going on in the world, if you start seeing some things like that, know when it's time to log off and educate or have empathy for those people. So while we've talked about the fragility of life and understanding that As the first thing I want for you to know and start doing today, I think the second thing we should do is make an effort to continue on with the efforts that he wanted for our communities. The best thing we can do to continue on the legacies of those that were pillars or who had a tremendous amount of influence is to continue their good works. That's the reason why we love them in the first place, right? So we have to continue their work so they can last. Their legacies can go on and on forever. And so that we can ensure a better tomorrow for those that are coming after us. I finally, listen, don't laugh at me. I finally got hip to this rapper. His name is Roddy Rich. And I started hearing his music around like January. And I'm like, who is this kid? Like, I love this. And I started listening to him, so I was catching up on all his music, and that prompted me because I saw him feature on one of one of Nipsey Hussle's songs. Um, the name of the song is "Racks in the Middle." So when I saw Roddy Rich, I saw featuring Roddy Rich. I said, "Oh, let me listen to it," and I love that song. And this is one of the lyrics that he says, and I feel like it applies to what I'm telling you now. He says, "If it was me, I would tell you." live your life and grow. I tell you, finish what we started, reach them heights, you know, and uh, just the foreshadowing is just like, man. So although we may be saddened and processing this loss and the loss of others and really trying to make sense of it all, I want you to keep a hold of that. What he said, finish what we started, reach them heights and grow. We got to finish it, y'all. It doesn't stop here. It does not stop here. The work doesn't end here. And it's not only about Nipsey. It's about us as a people and really protecting those that are striving to make a positive change and giving them their flowers while they are here to receive them. And this isn't just for celebrities, even those in your community, your friends, your family members. Let people know the impact that they have and give them their flowers And just understand how fragile life really is. And it's not promised no second, no day, no minute. The next is not promised. So I wish the best for you all. I wish and pray for your healing and your peace. Because peace is so important. So I want you all to stay black and carefree. Hopefully I'll feel better next week. And I'll be more, I don't know. 
I got to get my chakras balanced or something like that. But we'll see you next time in the next episode of The Carefree and Black Diaries. Bye, guys. Thank you.